0: Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Got a super exciting episode for you today because we're going to be talking about the topic of faith. And no, I'm I'm not going to be preaching uh, to you guys today. I really want to take a look at the topic of faith as it relates to uh, you and your dreams and your goals and, and the things you want to accomplish in your own life. And before we jump into some of the content today, I have many people often ask me about doing courses and content that's open to the public uh typically what I do is I work with organizations and companies and I come in and work with their teams but I do have a program that I'm about to start. I think it's going to start in August. We're talking about the mindset of a champion. How do you how do you become and live a great life? We're going to talk about how do you identify what is your identity? Who's God created you to be? We're going to take a look at creating your vision, and then the 13 principles of how do you walk that out? How do you live that out? And so uh, I'll be giving more information about that uh, upcoming. But if you're interested, feel free to shoot me an email, Corey at com. That's C-O-R-Y at com. So let's jump into some of our stuff today. And I, I actually came across this study that a friend of mine shared with me the other day. I thought it was really fascinating. And it's a study that was performed by Japanese scientist Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O. And you can look some of this stuff up. I I, I checked this stuff out on YouTube. Really kind of really cool, really interesting. But uh, Dr. Emoto wrote a book called The Hidden Messages in Water. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to see what happened when water was exposed to different kind of words, Right, the words that we use. So, so what he did is he took a petri dish, and he wrote positive words on one petri, a petri dish or a couple of petri dishes, and then he took some other petri dishes and he wrote negative words on them, such as "you're ugly" or "I hate you" and those kind of things. And what he did was he put water in these petri dishes. And he flash froze the water just to see what happens, just to see what would happen to the molecular structure of the water. And it it, it kind of blew my mind. I thought it was crazy, right? The, the water that was placed in these Petri dishes that had positive words, it changed the molecular structure to look like these beautiful snowflakes, like these beautiful snowflake-looking patterns. But then on the ones where he put the negative words on there, they turned out to be like these... Ugly, matted up, uh jacked up, <laughs> uh, disgusting looking patterns. It's wild, right? Because think about this. Water doesn't have eyes to see, it can't read the words, doesn't have ears to hear the words. I mean, it, it doesn't have the consciousness to to ponder the words. All it was, it was put in a place where it was in the presence of where these words were. And just by being in the presence, it changed the structure. I, that's fascinating. You guys can go look that up. Uh, again, Dr. Emoto. But here's why I'm saying this, is the human body is roughly and on average 60% water. Think about that. The human brain is between 73 and 78% water. And I want you to think about what kind of words... Are you telling yourself if you were to look back over the past week? What are some of the words? What's the language that you've been telling yourself based on what you've been telling yourself over the past week? What kind of patterns would we see if if we were kind of to to look at your brain? Right. I love what Napoleon Hill says. He says somewhere in the makeup, perhaps in the cells of your brain, lies sleeping the seed of achievement that if aroused, and put into action, it would carry you to heights such as you may have never hoped to attain. Wow, that's powerful. James Allen, he says, The greatest achievement was at first and for a time a dream. The oak sleeps in the acorn. The bird waits in the egg. And the highest vision of the soul, a waking angel stirs. Dreams are the seedlings of reality. Mm, think about the seedlings of reality. If the things that you desire to do be and have in life. If if they're like seedlings and our w- words are like um, are, are like watering those seeds, uh, are we really watering it with springs of living water? Are we like pouring um, like weed killers on the seeds of our dreams? And so, as we think about this, as it comes to faith, I want you to think for a moment. What is faith? Like, what do you think of when you hear the word faith? How would you define it? Like, if you and I were just chilling, coffee shop, drinking some coffee, some water, whatever, we're sitting together, and I ask you, hey, what does faith mean? Like, how would you define that? And then, what about fear? When you think, think of the word fear, when you hear the word fear... What comes to mind for you? How, it, how do you define that? And I, right now, as you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, I want you to think about your big goal or your dream that you have for your life. And is there proof that you will 100% be able to achieve the dream that you have for your life? Is there evidence that the desire stirring within you will ever be a reality? Is there proof? Is there evidence? And think about the things you fear about that dream, the fear of success, the fear fear of failure, the fear of not measuring up. Whatever those fears are for you, is there proof that that fear will 100% happen? Is there evidence that that fear will truly happen? Like, has it ever happened to you before? So just as an example, let's say that my goal, and then reality, is to be an international speaker that motivates and inspires people from around the world that develops leaders, who develop leaders all around the world. Well, ask myself, is there proof that I will ever be able to accomplish it? Well, I'm here in Morville, Mississippi, right? I barely made it out of Morville, Mississippi, and uh, probably not even known in my area. Uh, this little bitty town probably doesn't even register on the map. So there's not really any proof at this point. There's not much evidence, right? But what about the fears that I have related to that goal or that dream? I mean, what if I, what if I put it out there? What if I put it on a podcast and, and tell people my goal and it doesn't happen? Now will look like a failure, right? What if, what if, um, what if someone gives me an invite to speak in front of a large crowd and that's a total flop? Like they say, you know what? We heard all about you. We heard this about you. But man, that was all a lie. You nothing like what we were told. See, those are fears. And as I think about those fears, is there proof? Is there evidence that it will turn out exactly like that? No, there's no proof, right? There's no proof. There's no evidence. Both faith and fear have no evidence. No 100% proof. The only way you'll be able to prove your faith is by taking action. But you'll never be able to prove whether what you fear is a reality or just an assumption. See, fear is simply faith in the wrong outcome. I heard this story. Uh, some of you guys have probably heard this before. was an old Cherokee teaching. This guy is teaching his grandson about life. He says, there's a fight going inside of me," said the little boy, "and it's a terrible fight. And it's between these two wolves. One wolf is—he's evil, right? He's angry, he's envy, he's sorrow, he's regret, greed, arrogance, self pity, resentment, inferiority. There's lies, there's pride, superiority, and ego. But he said then there's this other wolf, and this this wolf is joy and his peace and his love, he's hope, he's humility, loves, he's generous. It's truth, compassionate, and faith. He said, the same fight is going on and on. And the, and the grandfather said, it's going on inside of me, and it's going on inside of you. And the, the grandson thought for a minute. Well, and he finally asked, well, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. See, we want to feed our faith and starve Our fear. One of my favorite books, is the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He says, The subconscious mind will translate a thought impulse of negative or destructive nature into its physical equivalent just as easily, just as readily, as it will act upon the thought impulse of a positive or constructive nature. He says, This accounts for the strange phenomenon why so many millions of people experience what's referred to as misfortune or bad luck. See, millions of people believe themselves to be doomed to poverty and failure because of some strange force that they themselves have no control over. They think they have no control over. He says, yet they themselves are the creator of their own misfortune because of the negative beliefs, which is picked up by the subconscious mind and translated into its physical Equivalent. Look, that's a little bit wordy, but guys, I'm telling you, our mind makes no distinction between constructive and destructive thoughts. It simply works with the material we feed it through our thoughts. It will work with thoughts driven by fear just as easily, just as readily as it will a thought driven by courage or faith. And so going back to what thoughts you're feeding on, are you feeding more on your fears? Or are you feeding more on your faith? And I'd kind of ask you a question in the beginning, how do you define faith? And so I went to my friend Google, (laughs) and this is how my friend Google defined faith. It says, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It's a belief that something will happen without any evidence supporting it. It's believing in someone or something without being able to actually see it. My favorite book of all time, the Bible, says it like this, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen. Think about it. It's it's the substance. It's the stuff that I put my hope in and I prove my trust by my actions, right? Th- think about the word evidence. It says it's the evidence of things not yet seen. Think about the word evidence. In a court of law, we hold to the idea that people are innocent, right? They're innocent until they are proven guilty. So when someone is on trial for some kind of crime they committed, the attorney will try to find all the evidence to prove what this person is accused of doing, right? It's the evidence that proves or disproves. So you may, you may say, what in the world has this got to do with my dream or my vision, my goal, right? That I have for my life. Well, for me to actually achieve my dream or goal, I must have faith. See, I can have all the hope in the world. I can have hope all day, but hope does not necessarily mean action. With true faith, there's some kind of evidence that I believe I will and can accomplish what is currently unseen. I begin to move in the direction of my dreams. There's this expectation that moves me to action. So kind of going back to my dream or the desire that I have to be an international speaker and trainer going around the world, developing leaders who develop leaders. See, that's the substance that I hope for. That's the substance. But the faith we're talking about, Will drive me to take certain actions now in preparation and expectation for what I know is to come. So, if I had faith in the dream, I begin to take certain actions right now. I would make sure I get my passport and that it's up to date. I begin to learn some geography, right, because I'm going to be traveling around the world. I need to know some geography. I would, I would need to begin writing content now, so when the moment comes, when that call comes, I'm ready. I'm expecting, y'all, I'm expecting right now at any moment that something can happen, that a door will come open at any time. So I'm preparing now for when that opportunity does come. My faith in an outcome that I cannot currently see drives me to take certain actions with expectations. See, faith requires not just wanting and wishing. It requires action. You don't have faith unless you take some action within the next ninety days. I promise you, you're going to get a pop quiz to test your dream. You get a pop quiz, and you have an opportunity. See, life is going to give you an opportunity to say yes to your dream. Coach John Wooden talks about it. uh, When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Part of the preparation when it comes to the achievement of our dream is walking out our current reality with an expectation. One of my biggest recommendations to you is to begin now to act in such a way that prepares you for your moment. Winston Churchill said this, to each there comes a time in their lifetime, a special moment when they are, boom, 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 figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitted to their talents. Mm, What a tragedy. What a tragedy. If that moment Finds them unprepared or unqualified for that, which could have been their finest hour. Mm, I love that. That is so good, right? You want to make an investment in your future by always doing more than what you get paid to do. I promise you, you will not regret that investment. So I want you to think about where you'd love to be, what's your vision, what's your dream? What do you want, what do you want to be known for? Right? And as you as you kind of think about that, how would you rate on a scale of one to five, your level of expectation for actually achieving that or, or or something to happen to help you get there? What's your expectation? Like, like, like a five would be, I'm sitting on, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the things necessary. I'm, I know that at any moment I could get a call, I could get a text, I could get an email, that something is a door is just waiting to happen. A one as I'm, you know i'm i'm gloom and doom i don't know even how to say that right but how would you rate on a scale of 1 to 5 your level of expectation for actually achieving what you desire to achieve and then i want i really want you to capture what fears do you have about that dream what are some of the fears that pop up truly capture those don't don't let them pass you by but What fears do you have about that dream? And as you capture those fears, do you think those are more real or are they more perceived fears? So as you finish up, I want to wrap us up with this. What needs to change about the way you think toward your dream, your goal, your vision? Are you indifferent? Is it more along the lines of, well, that would be nice. That would be kind of cool. Do you need to add more expectation? Do you need to feed your faith and starve your fear more? Well, hey, I hope today has added value to you. I hope uh, you've got something that that is at least stirring in you. I hope these words have been spirit that stir something within you. One, one of the things I, I want to get away from is just simply speaking words that motivate, right, that that tickle the ears. I, I want to speak words of spirit and truth and life that pierce right to the heart, that bypassed the mind. And I hope this has stirred something within you, giving you a higher expectation, up-leveled your expectation for you and your life and what God has called you to. So, hey... Uh, if this has added value to you, make sure to comment, make sure to like, subscribe, share it with a friend or family uh, so it can add value to them. Uh, and make sure you are, you are subscribed. That way you can stay up to date with any of the future episodes of Principles with Corey and Logan. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent,